Get to Indianapolis Center. Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. A lot of excitement backstage here tonight. Uh, we have a skeleton crew, but not for long. Let me introduce. Well, first of all, girls, I'm sorry. I'll break the bad news first. No one want tonight. He's uh, moving to another flat, as they say in England. And he's a little stressed out, as he told me. So I told him to enjoy the move and don't worry about a thing. Now, Coco tonight, still out saving the world, but our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Watt, is here, which Great to be here tonight to uh, fill in for the, uh, you know, the other big shots. Hmm. Okay. I didn't think you'd take it that way, but. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, somebody's got to, you know, pull up the slack. Okay. I agree. Um, how's your demeanor today? What's that? How is your demeanor today? Oh, it's it's pretty good. You're supposed to say you're almost close to wonderful. Or what the, what's your brand? Beyond. Well, I, w- I was a little bit under the weather. I think I'm, oh. I'm coming out of it a bit. So uh, oh. I'm, I'm uh, getting close to beyond wonderful. Uh-huh. Okay. Good title for a book. Why? What was the matter? What happened? Oh, just, uh, you know, common cold. Hangover? Yeah. Okay. Hangover? <laughs> no. Common uh, cold. Okay. Hangover. Right. That's your story. Stick to it. Uh, also with us is... Uh, a security chief, Willie Club, WC. Hey, Mac, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm kind of uh, nervous, you know, that we're carrying the show tonight. Yes, yes. Just a few of us were missing Raven, too. And uh, mm-hmm. but and I'm hoping that, you know, when I'm looking here at Switch, he's going to make it. His face is kind of mm. pale. And I know when you have diarrhea for 24 hours, no, wait, it hold on. takes a lot out of you. <laughs> So we'll understand if you can't make it. He did look a little thinner. I'll carry for you if we uh, have. You know, I wonder who that guy was here with a stopwatch. Uh, let's figure that out. For, 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 for the length of time, you mean? For the, the event? For 24 hours. So That's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Um, also in the studio with us is UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Al. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. What's, uh, what, what's up? What's, what's, what's happening? I don't know. You tell me. So, yeah, no Raven tonight. Uh, she When she comes back uh, sometime after the Christmas break, she's going to we're gonna have her on for her own little segment for 10 minutes with some music behind it. And she can tell everybody what's been going on for the past month or so with her. Um, so, and the Hollywood actor strike does have something to do with that. 
tangentially, as it turns out. Okay. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, we're expecting Susan Kay to join us at some point. Super fan Susan Kay down there in North Carolina. And then also at um, our second hour, the mysterious Ashley G. Now, let's see. There's going to be a lot of moving parts. Let's see if this works. The mysterious Ashley G is going to um, reinstate a uh, what used to be a regular for the show, and that is a cute girl calling in from the starboard galley to do some kind of a UFO report. Okay? That's what we were known for our first few years. Uh, so we're going to reestablish that. Hopefully she's going to call in. The mysterious Ashley G, she's going to call in with a report on haunted restaurants from a restaurant, which might be haunted. Who knows? The Stabby Galley. So that'll be interesting, I hope. But why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now and uh, just to get the show started? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Matt Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete with some exciting news. Mac has a new book coming out later in January called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Is that a crazy title or what? Well, wait till you read what's inside. Now, Mac and his co-writer, Mark Zapula, wanted everyone to know that radio show fans and everyone else, too, can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. And if you do, you'll get $2 off the list price. That's $2 off the list price of Mac and Mark's new book, How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Now, Mac gave me an advanced copy of the book, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos, but with a laugh track. And get this, they both swear it's all true. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the new true crime novel from Mac Maloney and Mark Zapola. Order now and get $2 off on Amazon. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. I'm sure our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. 
That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Mac Maloney's Milk Track Style Show here on the Dish of Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Not quite a sausage party, but uh, let me introduce the members. No one one. Sorry, girls. No Coco. Sorry, Mills Gills and Gigi Gills. However, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Wood, is here with us. Switch, filling in on the totem pole. Uh, great to be here. Okay. And uh, also our security chief, Willie Club. In the house? No, no, he's in his house. Hey, Clem. All right, everything. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my secret office. Secret, yeah, like Batman. But anyways, the, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us tonight with mm-hmm. the two stars not here tonight. You ain't so, kidding. Uh, yep. You know, well, the second team will have to do our best, I guess. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the queens or the princesses, but yeah, there's no um, Raven. There's no Wani. Uh, in the studio with us is. Uh, Arenado, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Searching the internet for porn. No, no. <laughs> I'm looking for pictures of Mac online. No, let's. Well, then why are you going to a porn site? All right, now listen. There's a formal life. I try to leave that behind me. Look, um, the um, lot of excitement backstage here because on Friday night, not sure when this. Show is going to air, but on Friday night, we all, a lot of us here, attended an event, uh, which was a pre launch book launch party uh, for this new book that I co authored with famous uh, Hollywood author Mark Sapula called How to Get Rid of No, what is it? How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. It's, uh, I've never written a book like this before. It's kind of an amusing book about. The growing up, uh, the formative years of a juvenile delinquent around um, the Boston area in the 1980s and early 90s. At the moment, the name of that person shall remain nameless for various legal reasons. But uh, so we attended this uh, event uh, just outside of Boston, and someone described it to me, and I had to describe it to everyone else as you're going to go into a big room, there's going to be about 500 people there, and 200 of them will be models. Right, and I said, you know, repeat that four more times, please, so I'm hearing you correctly. And they said, that's what's going to happen. Come in, have a picture of your book. They're going to come over and all have their picture taken with you. And it sounded like one of these things, like, there's no way this is going to happen. And uh, that's what happened, right? Yep, that's what happened. Uh, Al was there, Club was there, Mark uh, Sapul was there, Black Eyed Kid was there, X was there, all the spouses were there. Um. It was fun, right, Club? I've never – I turned to Club at one point and I said, I, I always wondered if stuff like this happens. And, yeah, it happens because we're at one. We At, at one point, didn't you say to me you think 30% of the people there were models or oh, want to yeah. be models? Oh, yeah, beautiful people and really uh, well, 
well dressed and <clears throat> well everything. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was really quite a time, and um, at some point, maybe we should do a. We'll probably do a whole show on this book, um, but it's called uh, "How Did Dumbavadi at Sea and Night Get Caught?" Coming out in Christmas time, we'll be talking more about it. So, listen, we're going to do this now, though. We're going to put his bumper right in here uh, now. Uh, just a second, I oh, want oh, to say oh, that uh-huh. I used to uh, model men's briefs for Sears. Uh, you've you've told us this story before, but um, <laughs> what? What's the you, uh, what's the punchline? You, punch well, you did the speedo well, it, ads. Unfortunately, you? it was always unsolicited, so they would call the authorities oh. whenever I showed up. <laughs> All right, listen, he's <laughs> just trying to help out. You you still wear those speedos? I noticed sometime on the show. No, no, it's it's uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Tuesday. It's Fruit of the Loom. The other days, it's uh, Haynes. Really? Well, yeah. Spe- I don't know. That's a speedo to me. That's a schedule. Well, you know, it depends. Well, uh, boy, he, he has been here with a stopwatch. It, <laughs> depends on his mood. All right, listen. Um. Uh, may I put your bumper in now? Oh, switchiness? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Okay. I'm all done with the cheesy jokes. All right, listen. Okay. Promise? No. Listen. I, hold I on. Hey, he's a very funny guy. Um, we'll put Switch's bumper in here, right here. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's Report from the Fringe. And please, Switch, what do you have for us? Well, this has to do with the XS-894 English Electric Lightning. It was a British fighter aircraft that served as an interceptor during the 60s, 70s, and well into the 1980s. And, of course, as I said, manufactured by English Electric. Now, this this, uh, aircraft crashed September 8th, 1970, into the sea five miles north of Flamborough Head, uh, Yorkshire, uh, England. Now, uh, the the question is, was this uh, espionage, an accident, or was a UFO involved? Now, Paul Sinclair has been chronicling the high strangeness uh, factor, if you will, in uh, Yorkshire, North and East Yorkshire, for several decades. He has five volumes out covering it called Truth Proof, The Truth That Leaves No Proof. And the XS-894 incident is only one case of many, many incidents that he has covered. Um, uh, He has covered things like uh, uh, classic UFOs, triangular UFOs. Um, uh, There was one uh, particular uh, uh, triangle that was seen kind of just under the sea. Um, uh, All kinds of light forms off to sea and on land that, that may even be intelligent light forms. The so-called Flixton werewolf, animal mutilations, large out-of-place black cats, dogs reminiscent of the black shuck, devil worship at RAF Bempton and an abandoned uh, RAF base, and even a classic men in black encounters. And uh, this particular report I'm going to talk about comes from the first volume of Truth Proof. On that night, on September 8th, 1970, the RF lightning disappeared off radar scanners about 10.30 p.m. A Shackleton patrol aircraft, which had been accompanying the XS-894, dropped flares trying to locate the fighter, but to no avail. The seas were rough, and the lifeboats went out, and they took zigzag search patterns, but they didn't find anything at first. Uh, shipping boats in the area helped as well in the search. At daybreak, helicopters began a search, including a... A, a U.S. Jolly Green Giant helicopter 
on and around September on on and around September eighth, uh, residents of uh, Bridlington, Scarborough, and other areas north up the coast had reported seeing unexplained lights. There was a great deal of UFO activity that was uh, being reported before and after the crash. People holidaying in Scarborough at that time claimed that they saw military aircraft involved with a UFO encounter over the North Sea. There's no, we can't say for sure that it was just the same craft. Now, Paul Sinclair worked with his friend and colleague named Tony Dodd, another investigator on the incident. Now, he said Mr. Dodd was the, he has passed on since, but he said he was, uh, it was mostly his efforts that brought this case to light. Don believed that the crash may have been due to a UFO encounter, and he kind of held that position uh, and, and stayed with that position. Now, much later on in 2005, Paul Sinclair received two anonymous typed letters, both unsigned and hand-delivered. Now, the gist of this information was that this was not a UFO incident, but a Cold War encounter. It was in the right time period. These anonymous messages suggested that that this was at the height, again, at the height of the Cold War, uh, Russian factory ships were patrolling the coast and uh, just over the just over the line and uh, just east of Yorkshire, the Yorkshire coast. Um, and the and, and just on the edge, again, just on the edge of territorial waters is what I meant to say. They appear to be fishing vessels, but they think that some of them were monitoring the coastline. A captain, William Schaefer, he was the uh, the pilot in this this aircraft, and he was a uh, from the U.S. Air Force, and it was an exchange program. Now it was known that he was testing some kind of new flight technology. Another message that Paul received was about how Russian subs off the coast were to now that's the way they put it to sniff RAF uh, flying dales. And I guess it's to kind of test the, the radar capabilities. Now, whoever wrote this message claimed that that the, the divers, when they went down, they recovered the finally recovered the, the jet aircraft. Uh, they did not find the pilot. They think that the Russians went down, jacked the canopy up, and and uh removed the remains for the flying suit technology that this guy had. Again, Tony Dodd still suspected a UFO connection. He broke away from the story, Paul Sinclair said, because he said his family, he and his family were receiving death threats. So something something really bad was going on. That September, people were seeing orange balls of light out to sea. 12 days before the XS-894 incident on August 27th, 1970, an RAF rescue launch on a routine uh, 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 patrol um, uh, out of Bridlington, um, they they hit some unknown submerged object. It was unknown because they should have been in an area completely clear of any obstructions. It was an area of, of heavy traffic. There had never been any problem there before. They have no idea what they hit. Sunday, September 6, 1970, two days before the incident, a, a man and his family in a small speedboat eight miles south of Flamborough hit something below the surface. Their boat capsized. The boat disintegrated. They were recovered by a couple uh, in a pleasure cruiser, cruiser, and just in the nick of time. Uh, it, later on in, in the books, uh, uh, Paul talks about how he and one of his colleagues witnessed a, a sort of a, uh, uh, a triangle, a large triangle 
but just under the water, each each one had uh, a light in, in the corner and it slowly moved out to sea. Now there's there's no way to tell if this is what they had possibly hit, but a, a very interesting uh, uh, encounter. And we have to wonder, you know, was this, uh, uh, there's no suggestion that the Russians shot this down. Now, if they did, uh, that would have been quite an international incident, but perhaps it was just a uh, opportunist uh, uh, a situation where the plane crashed due to some kind of uh, equipment, equipment malfunction, and they went and recovered the the technology that they wanted. Uh, again, others think that there was actually some kind of UFO activity involved, but I guess we'll never really know. And that's it. Well, you know, that was one of the um, – that jet was a very interesting jet. If you see pictures of it, it looks like – you know, some kid drew it on the back of his history book, if you know what I mean. You know, it just right. doesn't look like a – but they were very powerful, very fast um, uh, jet for its time, you know, and and very kind of um, state-of-the-art for its time. Thank you, Switchy. Let's, let's clap for Switchy, and we'll triple it as opposed to doubling it. I would take a bow, but I, I, I hit the table here. That's all right. Okay, yeah, don't knock yourself out like a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, why don't we do this? <clears throat> Let's take a quick commercial break now. And um, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Expound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete with some exciting news. Mac has a new book coming out later in January called How to Dump a Body at Sea and not get caught. Is that a crazy title or what? Well, wait till you read what's inside. Now Mac and his co-writer, Mark Zapula, wanted everyone to know that radio show fans and everyone else too can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. And if you do, you'll get $2 off the list price. That's $2 off the list price of Mac and Mark's new book, How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Now, Mac gave me an advanced copy of the book, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos, but with a laugh track. And get this, they both swear it's all true. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the new true crime novel for Mac Maloney and Mark Zapola. Order now and get $2 off on Amazon. We've all heard of Area 51 the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrox, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, it's a uh, skeleton crew, as the kids say. No one one tonight, girl, sorry. And no Coco, but um, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, down there in uh, West Virginia. Switchy? I'm here. Glad to be here. He's there. Okay. Raise his hand. He's present. Our uh, security chief, Willie Club, also with us. Willie. WC. Yeah, I'm also here, and I think it's great to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. We're starting off kind of slow, but slow. I feel that it's probably going to pick up, you know, once uh, okay. we get into the, the nitty-gritty of this yeah, stuff. Really? No, no, wait a minute. My, why was my French report starting out slow? What, what are you talking about? Mm. Well, it's nothing new, but it's just oh. the way it is. Wow. Wow. Once again. Well, we're honest here, but <laughs> Switch has his on days and his off days, and that's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We understand, I think. Uh, so, uh, no Raven tonight either. Uh, that's a bummer. Uh, but joining us is our uh, super fan, Susan Kay, down there in North Carolina. Let's give her some sustained applause, please. Hi, everybody. How are you? AKA the hot blonde with the Corvette. Susan, how are you? I'm doing okay. I've had a rough day. Okay. But it's, I'm happy to be here. Uh huh. What about speeding ticket? Okay, we can send that speeding ticket to club. He'll take care of it for you, okay? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Were you in the Corvette? No, that's the worst part is oh. I wasn't even in a car worthy of a speeding ticket. Oh, oh, the cop didn't understand that. Okay, well, we can understand. So um, we're here tonight, and uh, coming up later on, uh, previously we heard uh, Switch report about a mysterious disappearance of a British fighter jet and <laughs> – um, coming up later on, scheduled is the mysterious Ashley G. She's going to be talking to us about um, haunted restaurants, and she's going to be calling in from the Stabbed Galley, which may or may not be haunted. It's, you know, it could be. It has that kind of old waterfront uh, building type thing happening. It's been around since the Revolutionary War in Newport. In Newport, great uh, seafood and uh, also great hamburgers, as it turns out. Uh, so, Swiss, now that we're talking about food, now that we're talking about food, um, why don't you tell us what you had for breakfast? Now, listen, did you did you send me anything today? Because you, you're nope. in this thing about sending me your breakfast and making me feel bad. So, I'm going to say you well, stayed well, in. Well, the reason I was sending you those images, they were from all from tutors. All from tutors. And when I, I talk about different dishes there, you're not going to know what yes. they are unless you see some images of them. So I thought I'd give you some of the some of the basics. Just well, they're embedded in my mind now. What, what I talk about sometimes. But, uh, okay, so you sent me a, a, couple, a few days ago and had this gigantic biscuit on it and it had everything else on top of the biscuit, right? Is that basically the... Uh... Well, it, it, it had uh, home fries and, and gravy on the home fries and bacon sprinkled on the home fries. That was the big tater along with scrambled eggs and everything. I don't get big taters anymore. I get little taters. Little taters are like big taters, only they're littler. Yes. They have less calories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Less filling. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't eating all the big tater anyway. I mean, I was just wasting a lot of food. And do you bring it, but don't you bring it home and, you know? Well, I, I haven't. Uh, I, I, I bring home food sometimes there if I get a couple of those. Uh, they've got some pretty good uh, bacon or sausage wraps. And usually I'll get two of them and I'll bring one home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the food always looks good. So this morning, tell us, what did you have? I went to Bob Evans this morning. All right. And I went and I had a country fried steak oh, yeah. smeared with gravy 
two eggs over easy on the side and white toast. They wanted to know if I wanted hash browns, but I thought, no, that'd be way too much. So yes. they gave me some choices and I kind of choked and I got uh, broccoli. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to have to put the klaxon in here. Did you say you got broccoli? Well, yeah, there's a little bit of broccoli on the side. Broccoli? You know, so it was less filling than uh, trying to choke down a bunch of, uh, I mean, I love hash browns, but hash browns, country fried steak, yes. two eggs over easy, plus toast. I mean, good Lord. I wonder why you got the runs. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that have? That was last show. That was last week. That was Rudolph. There you go. That was Rudolph. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Switch. Yeah. Appetizing and uh, probably too much information. And, and of course, black coffee. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was um, twelve fifty. Change twelve fifty. No, a little, uh, little more. A little more. No, it was uh, more like uh, what was it? Uh, about. Uh, 14 bucks? Or wow, right, yeah. 15 bucks, something like that, yeah. Oh, the steak. A little pricey. The steak or The joy. steak is, yeah, the steak is, yeah. 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 When, um, you know, flashbacks here, when I drove across country years ago when I was in college, whatever road we're on, when you get into Texas, the first stop is a place called Shamrock, Texas. And it's just this little, you know, it's where you get gas and there's diners and stuff like that. And there's lots of shamrocks everywhere and it's kind of, you know, looks like, you know, not a little bit of Ireland, a lot of shamrocks. But we went into a, a, a place there to eat, and I had my first ever country fried steak. Is that what you said? Yeah. And it was, I can still remember it. It was just one of the best ever. It's, it's just, it was just well done, well prepared. Not well done, but just really good. Yeah. Country fried steak. See, all the good food is down there. I thought you people lost the law. No? Whoops, sorry. Who, me? No. No, I was a pacifist. <laughs> that was supposed to be. That was supposed to be, not crickets. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So you know what? <clears throat> Sounds like Bob the Ghost coming in. Um, you didn't ask me about the tip. Oh, the tip. Oh, oh, that's right. Because you're north of the border, so you had to tip. All right. So you left. I hope you left five bucks. Did you? Six bucks. Six bucks. Yeah. Switchy. Okay. Let's clap for him, please. Once again, sustained <laughs> applause is near. Switch. Switch, is that your favorite place? What's the other one you go to? Hooters? No. <laughs> Didn't you say Hooters? Tooters. Tooters. Hooters. Hooters. Tooters. Oh, no, no. Tooters. Tooters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh, all right. I thought it was Hooters. Uh, Susan, you're down there in North Carolina. Do you get to eat all this uh, stuff? Yeah. Um, biscuits and gravy and all that? Get the, it, it. It's an option here, but you have to go. You have to find just the right spot. So good for yeah. Switch because, you you know, you get it at the wrong place that doesn't serve a good yeah. country fried steak or something. It's not, not good. good. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Hmm. Well, you know what? What might not be as good is tonight we have a top eight list. Top eight. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? And Susan's been nice enough to uh, read it off tonight. Read it. I, I, I do have a question. Is it was, top eight because of the writer's strike? Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, they're only getting paid eighty percent of their paycheck now, so it's a. So I think tonight we should probably start the music maybe right here and fill in some time. And um, it's uh, the top eight reasons why Raven and Juan Juan aren't here tonight. The top 10 reasons 
by Raven and Wanwan on here tonight. Now, Einstein's theory of insanity was to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Ever hear that? Okay. We'll prove him wrong if this gets one laugh. Okay? Out there somewhere. Please report if you laughed at this. So, uh, the music has been chugging along. Susan, you're going to read it. Uh, why don't we start at number eight, okay? N the top eight reasons why, you know, eight, you know, eight we'll go down to um, eight. Ten is eight, and we'll go down to number one. Okay? Got it. All right. Um, top ten reasons why Raven and Juan Juan aren't here tonight. Please. All right. Number eight, Susan. Number eight. It appears hedgehog soup is very poisonous. I'll get close to that microphone in case you laugh, okay? What, what's that hedgehog's name? Winston or something? Winston. It was Winston. 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 So Winston tastes good like a hedgehog should? There you go. <laughs> Number uh, seven, please. After the box office disaster of the Marvels, Raven has been called to Hollywood to fix it. Wow. Okay. You know what? Let me just do this, okay? You going for the crickets? Let's just go for the crickets. No, no, no. no. Keep, keep going. No, we got to stay in there. I, I, yeah, I, I no. really look forward to them. Really? All right. <laughs> we're invested into it now. We got okay. we, we to go. All right. We're not the, pulling. The audience is going to be severely disappointed if you quit now. Yeah. You, you think Particularly so? Susan. She adds a lot to it. Okay. All right. All right. Going on that well, basis, let's go. Next one, please, Susan. Next one. The commissioner called, and they are on their way to Gotham City. Okay. That'd be Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. All right, music. We'll have to pay for that clearance. Next, please. Juan Juan took the train to Ireland and got lost. Thank you, Switchy. I appreciate that. Good one. Number four. Number four. Club paid them off. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Next, please. Susan, please. Number three. The third reason why Raven and Juan Juan aren't on the show tonight. They are both going to be on The Bachelorette next season. Wow. Wow. Okay, it, it is would would one one not be on the Bachelorette? Isn't it like a, a, a girl and a bunch of guys? I'm looking at Al like I, you would like know. I would know. Okay, like all right, okay, all right. <laughs> Why don't we just move on, please, uh, Susan? Please, number whatever it is. Number th two, two. Yeah. Next, next. <laughs> Raven doesn't know it yet. Oops. One one doesn't know it yet. Correct. <laughs> We'll start again. Number I'm two. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's what editing is for. <laughs> Number two. Juan Juan doesn't know it yet, but he's having a surprise birthday party, and Raven is going to jump out of the cake. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. A lot of okay. uh, nods. People are nodding. <laughs> the booing. Which doesn't do, do well on radio. But. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm and to hold it down. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> and the number one reason 
Is this yeah. The, yeah, the, the number one reason? One. Yeah, the number one reason why. The number one reason why Juan Juan and Raven are not on the show tonight. Susan? Raven doesn't know it yet. But the next weekend, she's having a surprise party, and Juan Juan is going to be jumping out of the birthday cake. Now that oh, takes the cake. That is good. <laughs> Half hour for that punchline. Okay, and it's yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, why doesn't everyone calm down, including us? And we'll take a very quick. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for that stepping was, into the breach. Well done, Susan. It's very the, well done. The top eight. <laughs> Thank you. Talk about handing someone, you know, something to chicken salad and yeah, make yeah, it, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, why don't we take a uh, commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Social Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete with some exciting news. Mac has a new book coming out later in January called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Is that a crazy title or what? Well, wait till you read what's inside. Now, Mac and his co-writer, Mark Zapula, wanted everyone to know that radio show fans and everyone else, too, can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. And if you do, you'll get $2 off the list price. That's $2 off the list price of Mac and Mark's new book, How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Now, Mac gave me an advanced copy of the book, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos, but with a laugh track. And get this, they both swear it's all true. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the new true crime novel from Mac Maloney and Mark Zapola. Order now and get $2 off on Amazon. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Max's best-selling Wingman series, Hawk and his United American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hit six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney. On sale now on Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, the show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, girls, sorry. No one one tonight, no Coco. But uh, Switchblade Steve Wood is with us down there in uh, West Virginia. Switchy. And it's great to be here. Mm-hmm. What did you have today for breakfast? Remind me. Um, um, a country fried steaks oh, that's with gravy, okay. two eggs over easy, Yes, uh, with white toast and black coffee. Mm-hmm. And you left six bucks? Yes. Good for you. Uh, also with us, known for leaving tips, is uh, our security chief, Willie Club. Willie. Don't eat yellow snow. Hey, hang on. <laughs> hey, Mac. It's, yeah, it's great to be here. Some, some night I'd like to give you an update on one of my breakfasts. You know, they're not as exciting as going where he goes to Hooters and another place. But <laughs> Hooters, not Hooters. It's Hooters. But yeah, yes. Hooters. Some, someday Hooters. I'd like to... I know I could outdo what he does. I couldn't yes. outdo his tips. But well, I think it's probably got to do with the people there probably might have an issue with him. With him? And yeah. And so he has to tip a little bit more to, to get good service. But, yeah, wow. someday I'd like to, you know, be able to contribute to the show. Okay. Don't you eat, like, Frosted Flakes every morning? No, I have uh, – well, I have Corn Flakes. Corn Flakes, and yeah. I have the uh, – Corn Pops. Corn Pops? Oh, I love those. Yeah, Sugar Pops. Yeah, and uh, Lucky Stars. Do you eat those things? Yeah, huh? Why, because you're yeah, Irish? Love, you know, the... the uh, but when I go out to eat, you know, it's it's much more formal. Yes, yes. You okay. know, and up, up north there, as you know, we we have a much better uh, uh, place as, as far as the variety is concerned. Yes. You right. know, we don't have any roadkill or anything up here. No, well, you know, <laughs> never say never. Wow, that was really a fascinating club. I think you put Ashley to sleep. I was going to say no. I was going to say contributing to what you do. (laughs) Hey, hey, club, how to how to tap dance for two minutes? Thank you. Uh, Also with us in the studio with us is um, Arenado, UFO mechanic. Al. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Mm -hmm. Driving the clown car, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's your job. Also with us is super fan Susan K down there in North Carolina. Susan, how are you? I'm uh, doing excellent. So mm-hmm. happy to be here. How okay. is everybody doing tonight? Good. So you got a speeding ticket today. How much is it? How much will it be? Um, $221 oh. plus fines and all of that. I was going 75 really? and a 55. So he said, allegedly. Your, yeah. <laughs> on your way to here? Were you were you in a rush to get on the show? I'm sorry. Really? I'm the, on my way home. No, I passed him. Oh. How did he clock me? Didn't he have to have radar or something? Wow. Come on. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. Well, uh, anyway, also joining us, hopefully, and get a speed ticket. Speeding tickets today. Uh, lately, the mysterious Ashley G. Calling in from the Stava Galley, our favorite restaurant. Let's come on. Sustained applause. Hopefully you don't hear all the patrons enjoying their meals here. Good. Okay. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Now, uh, Stava Galley is on uh, Water Street in Newport. We talk about it all the time. Great seafood place, great hamburgers. And uh, great all round. So, are you? Uh, where are you? I can't tell by the uh, the background. Are you in the room next to the main room there? Or? Yeah. So I'm right across from the bar in that room with the TV. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I was at the bar, but it was kind of loud, so I moved off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a good crowd there tonight. 
It's pretty busy. I was surprised for Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. Yep, yep. So, uh, well, thanks for joining us. And you have, uh, wait a minute, Susan, do you have a dog? Do you have some kind of pet in front yeah, of the camera? Is, huh? It's not a cat, better. is it? It is a cat. Get it's rid a of dog. that cat. Oh, it's a dog. Dog. It's <laughs> clear. I wouldn't break the code. It's a dog. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. I just had to make sure. So, actually, tonight you have a, uh, you're going to talk to us about haunted restaurants, right? Yes. Okay. So, so I have, um, been to a couple of the places I have in mind to talk about. Really? Um, I haven't been to um, a couple others, though. Okay. So did, has anyone down the, the galley, um, because um, let's say it's in your family, let's say, has there ever been any talk down there about you know ghosts? A lot of restaurants have ghosts, and that's kind of a, a nice building, but it's an old building. Yeah, so it is on the older side. I don't know how old. Um, I don't know of any... Um, rumors really going around that there it is haunted i mean some people have claimed to have seen like a figure walking around but mm. have they just had like one too many drinks i don't know mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that could be you know i did see a ghost i've seen one ghost in my life and it was, it was at the grog restaurant in newbyport really? i believe it or not yeah a guy came over and took a waiter came over and took our order and then disappeared never came back <laughs> the guy vanished <laughs> Uh, so, Ashley, so um, tell us about – so you went to one of the haunted restaurants? Yes. So I went to um, college in Salem, Mass. Okay. Obviously, one of Salem, which Giles is known for. Oh, but, we, um, yeah, I've yeah. actually been to the Mercy Tavern there. Um, I don't know if anyone knows that one. Oh, go ahead. It's, um, it's over by the waterfront, by the wharf. And yes. it's known for, um, it's previously known as, um, in a pig's eye was the name. And there are rumors of seeing seamen roaming the halls because the story goes okay. um, back when it was known as in a pig's eye. Um, it used to be a brothel oh. and there used to be underground tunnels oh. that would lead there. Okay. All right. There's, there's about a hundred jokes in there, but I won't say them. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> please, Ashley. Continue. Thank you. Sorry, so, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, that's all um, right. It's okay. But the uh, rumors is that seamen would go missing uh, after visiting the brothel, and <laughs> nowadays people claim to have seen their ghosts roaming the halls. Oh, really? Yeah, huh? Wow, huh? So Salem, Mass is. Uh, we talk about it quite a bit on 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 here because uh, Raven is a big fan. She drives from New York to Syllabus on Halloween. But for people who don't live around here, if you can imagine, you know, a, like a New England town, you know, like a working class town, and then around October 1st till Halloween, forget about it. It is just because it's known for the witches, it's known for the the Salem trial, and, they, and, the, and the city itself welcomes this kind of stuff, but man, it gets nuts down there. It gets really, really crazy. In pre-COVID, it was way worse. Yeah, 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 yep. Yep, so how was the food at this place? It was pretty good. Um, Yeah, I don't want to say like anything necessarily stuck out. It's just a classic, just good old American seafood. Yep, yep, wow, huh. It's the story that brings in. And did did it look, you know, did it look kind of creepy in a way, in that that nice way? I don't don't 
want to say it looked creepy, but if you know the story, I feel like you kind of inherit these thoughts in your head and then they just like come out like, ooh, what could that have been? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh, did I see someone around the corner? Yeah, 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 sure. What did you have? Do you remember? Do you remember what you had to, to eat? I don't. I, want, I wish I did. Mm-hmm. It was probably fish. Yes. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what, um, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you can't go there and like, get a burger i feel like yeah yeah yeah. Water. <laughs> yes yes cannot do that okay so next so you went to another one another haunted restaurant so salem has a few places that claim to be haunted another one is turner's seafood at lyceum hall oh yeah sure yep yeah so that one the story behind that goes um bridget bishop who was the first woman to be um wrongly accused in killed for witchcraft okay um a part of her apple orchard was at that address so there are people who claim to have seen her roaming the area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow huh and uh, what kind of a restaurant is that is that another seafood restaurant i think they're kind of a do-it-all yeah, um, yeah. but obviously it's turner seafood i feel like you go for the seafood yeah 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 right right so and I mean, it's funny because you would think, well, why wouldn't restaurants have ghosts? Lots of old buildings or new buildings do. You know, why not in restaurants, especially with so many people going in and out of the place? Yeah, you have a lot of yeah, possibilities. But, I mean, are these people meeting violent ends? Do you think of the first people who are, obviously, in the first restaurant? Yeah, so Mercy Tavern, I don't know if they necessarily met, like, a violent end, but they were kidnapped from the location, and yes. then they were taken to be a deckhand for um, for ships. So oh, okay. yeah. they probably didn't meet the greatest ends. Yes, okay. Um, kind of leave it up to your own interpretation. Uh, but Turner Seafood with um, Bridget Bishop, she was the first woman to be hanged. Yeah, so. okay, really, yeah, huh? And and uh, so they named a restaurant after her, right? <laughs> um, I don't think it was named after her because okay. it's Turner's Seafood. I think oh, I see. Okay. Think yep. Whoever owned the property after that. Um, don't quote me on that, though. Do they have uh, like hang them high specials and stuff like that on Wednesday? <laughs> I'm sure they do nowadays because everything. I feel like everything turns into a joke at some Yeah, point. no matter what. You have right. Slipknot stew or something. Wow. Okay, cool. So, okay, go ahead. I mean, I don't have too much on that one, but I don't know if this name probably rings a bell, but Lizzie um, Borden. Oh, Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there's an Airbnb, uh, not Airbnb, just like a bed and breakfast um, down in Fall River that was um, the location of the double murder. No way. Really? (laughs) They turned it into a and b I think you can... Rent the bedroom that she killed him in. Yeah, all right. you can sleep in it. Wow! Ghost Adventures are some kind of ghost affiliate show. Purchased the property, and they completely renovated it. Wow! Wow! There you go, baby. That's yeah. That's branding, isn't it? Hey. So it's probably a fortune to stay in the room that she killed her parents in, right? I mean, Definitely. I I didn't really look into the new um how they renovated it, but I wonder if the rooms, like, they know which one it happened in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Extra. I, I think you, I think, the, like, you have to reserve that, like, a year or more in advance. Oh, really? Yeah. It's huh? that well booked. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Wow. You know, it almost makes uh, 
I don't want to say <laughs> it's it's murder is part of the business plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, murder someone in the building and then rent out the room. Wow, that's crazy. I'd like to know how much it is. I bet you it's like a grand or something. Let me see if I can look it up. No. Let's see if I can find it. But there's a certain kind of pe- uh, person, right? I mean, uh, you, the first time you run, actually, we were talking about haunted houses and what real estate agents, you know, what their, um, you know, what, uh, what they should and should not tell the prospective buyer, right? Yeah, and I mean, um, they really marketed it well, I think, because there are a lot of people who want to go stay at homes and hotels or eat at restaurants that have that kind of background. Right. Yeah. Me personally, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys, that terrifies me. Like, I feel like I'll hear like a creak and like I'll piss my pants or some crap like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that. Hey, Susan, would you eat at a haunted restaurant? Susan, I'm going to say yes. Absolutely. Yep. You know me. I want to go to the uh, the Hornet out there, and I'm still trying to figure out a oh, way to get right. us out there. Can I ask Ashley a question? Yes, please. Haunted the uh, haunted aircraft carrier, please, Susan. Absolutely, Ashley. Did you say that show, whichever show you weren't sure which one, Ghost Adventures or whatever, they purchased the property? I believe so. I believe they wow. purchased it and they completely renovated it. Wow. 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 Make that two thousand a night, probably. You know, and they're probably it's probably on TV. They probably did, you know, a series on how, you know I hate to say it, but this is one of my ideas a long time ago is you know these renovation shows you see they're endless, right? Mm-hmm. Um renovate a haunted house. You know, go into a haunted house and have all the workmen scared and stuff, you know, it'd be it's perfect. But, work. Yeah, in, in, in just going back to um, selling haunted houses for a second. So isn't it just about everywhere you have to tell the prospective buyer that the, the, the house has some kind of a history, but not necessarily in Massachusetts, right? Yes. So each state has their own regulations on that kind of um, scenario. Massachusetts, you do not have to disclose that it's haunted or along those lines. Yes. Um, I feel like it's up to the realtor's disclosure also. Like, do you want to tell them or not? Right, right. If, if there was a crime committed in the house and you might not be, you know, you might not have to tell them, you know, technically or whatever, but aren't they going to find out? They'll find out from the neighbors, you know. Within. Yeah, the neighbors, the news. If you just look up the address, I know a lot of the times I'll do that as a realtor. You look up the address, Google what kind of history pops up. Yep. Whether it's a foreclosure notice, yes, a yes. murder, double murder, like it, it's on the internet. Murder, a double murder. Yeah. Wow. 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 Crazy. But okay. go ahead. I'm yeah. just looking it up, and it says the Lizzie and Emma Suite, yep. a two-bedroom suite on the second floor that includes Lizzie and Emma Borden's room. While Lizzie and Emma resided in the house, these are the rooms they stayed. Yes. Um, blah, 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 blah. 275 per night. Mm, Ad- additional guests are 125 per night, up to two additional. Additional guests. But, uh, you know. Okay, not bad. You're not crazy. You know, that's I mean. not bad at all. No, no I, I think this place, from what I remember hearing about it, you got to wait like two years to get in. To book it, yeah. Hmm. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, Pretty smart of them. Sewing room is for rent. You can sleep. Uh, okay, this is the room where Abby Borden was found murdered. Uh oh. And that one is three hundred a night. There you go. See, see, because it, it has <laughs> a little more. Is. And oh, then sorry, the, uh, the blood stains. 
Uh, let's see. Is the other one third floor? Blah, blah, def- named in dedication of her defense lawyer, two fifty a night. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let me ask you this though. So, so just make sure I I know the story. But basically, what happened was way back in the eighteen hundreds, this woman who was like a spinster living with her parents. The parents were kind of unbearable people. So she she killed them with an axe. Brutally murdered them, but got off, right? Did she get off? I don't know if she actually got off. I, I, don't know. I, think I mean, I knew you, everybody knows the rhyme. Know. Let me see if I can look that up. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think she actually beat beat it, to tell you the truth. I don't know why. Maybe Elizabeth Montgomery beat it in the movie. And uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. Uh, Who is it? There's, there's an interesting scene in that movie. Let's just say that. She's the first uh, woman to uh, appear totally nude on TV, right? Something like that. Bewitched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Online said she was acquitted. She was acquitted. acquitted. Yeah, she was acquitted. But you know, everyone knows the nursery rhyme, you know. She gave her mother yeah. 40 wax. When she found she then she gave her father 41. Good but, lawyer. Good lawyer, know, baby. I wonder if you rent the room if there's an axe hanging on the wall or anything. You know, there like should just, be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Let's take a quick break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Money for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me... They have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete with some exciting news. Mac has a new book coming out later in January called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Is that a crazy title or what? Well, wait till you read what's inside. Now, Mac and his co-writer, Mark Zapula, wanted everyone to know that radio show fans and everyone else, too, can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. And if you do, you'll get $2 off the list price. That's $2 off the list price of Mac and Mark's new book, How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Now, Mac gave me an advanced copy of the book, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos, but with a laugh track. And get this, they both swear it's all true. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the new true crime novel from Mac Maloney and Mark Zapola. Order now and get $2 off on Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrex. Now, show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. What a different show we have for you tonight. No one one. I miss him, to tell you the truth. I'm looking at Al like you. <laughs> like uh, I do. I guess I'm the only one. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> no Coco. No Coco, but um, Switchblade Steve is here, Switchy. Good to be here. Club is here. Club. I miss Raven. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, really happy to be here tonight. Okay, you high on sugar? You eating your junk food as usual? After you, after we get off the show, I'll really, be busy. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Uh, no Raven tonight, also, uh, which is too bad. Uh, but our super fan Susan K is with us. Her and her cat right now posing for the camera. There we go. It's a okay. dog. Right. Wow. Dog. <laughs> dog. That's a cat. It's a dog. Anyway. Well, I got bigger cats than that, definitely, but we won't go there. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Mac. I love being here. Thanks Thank for you. joining us, Susan. Also, calling in from uh, our favorite bar in Newport is um, the mysterious Ashley G. from the Stop and Galley. Ashley, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Okay. We love the galley. There's a nice crowd down there tonight. Yep, good crowd, and I also heard a rumor that they're doing an ugly uh, sweater contest next Tuesday. A what? A what? A what? Uh, say that again, please. An ugly sweater. I'm probably a oh. Christmas sweater, but I don't okay. want to assume anyone's holidays they're okay. celebrating. I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have an entry? I have my Christmas sweater prepped and ready to go. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm super excited. I might come down and just showcase my little ugly sweater. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Here's another thing. So the ugly sweater, it's a thing, right? So they actually sell sweaters that are ugly, right? Or not? Yeah. So I got mine at Marshall's. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Wouldn't they just be ugly up there anyway? No. I mean, they don't have the nicest stuff. They have some good stuff, but mine's really cute because it's um, it's like the classic red with the like white snowflake kind of stripes, I guess. Okay. And then on it is a T Rex in the exact same sweater, but its arms are too short for the sweater, so you see the claws sticking out. Oh, okay. All right. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. That that might get you somewhere, you know. That that might win you something. So you get those. Wow! I'm super huh? excited. I, I I saw it. And I cracked up in the store, and I probably caused a scene. But that's so okay. I had to get it. Well, you could make it even better. Just take some of the um, some of those Christmas lights that uh, you run off a little battery thing and poke them through, and have the thing light up too. I mean, that's that gets pretty obnoxious. That's 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 next. Get the battery operated ones. Yeah. Yes. Next Christmas. Turn it on. <laughs> Wow, huh? Okay. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, a lot of jokes, but not going to do them. So, oh, I know what I was going to say is, so last time you were on, Ashley, you were going to your Halloween, your, a Halloween party at where you were, correct? I was, yes. Okay. You were hoping to win first prize. What did you go as? What did you dress up as? So, I had a... Costume disaster happened, so my costume failed miserably. Oh, no. Um, but the goal was to dress my dog up in her um, skeleton T-Rex costume and have her be bones. And I was planning on being um, an archaeologist, so I was going to wear, like, khakis, button-up, kind of like look like the girl from The Mummy. Sure, yes. 
Okay. Yeah, that was the goal, but um, I don't have khakis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's the details of these things. So your dog was going to be bones that you, the archaeologist, has have found. Have, I have the, my find. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, so what? Ha- what did you go as? So I ended up going as nothing. Uh, I'm very upset with myself, but I couldn't find anything last minute. And then, but I did find a costume for her uh, to supplement it, just so it wasn't like I mean I had that one. But I got her a costume, so she went as Winifred Sanderson, one of the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> uh, once again, please, Al, translate for us. Who is that? You don't know. You don't know who the Sanderson sisters are. Oh, the Sanderson sisters. They're the witches of. Uh, you know, the Salem Witches, there's a movie about them. Oh, oh the, uh, that they did Hocus that crazy. Yeah, Hocus oh, Pocus. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Midler. yeah. No, no, I missed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. God. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, who won? Because you had mentioned that uh, the year before your boss won. Yeah, he won as, um, what was it, a shepherd and his dog was his sheep. But the person who won this year, I think he, I think he was dressed up as Uncle Vinny. I think that was his name. Uncle Vinny? Um, of... Uh, Uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny from uh, Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe, oh from uh, oh, my that, cousin Vinny. My co- oh, yeah, yeah, my cousin Vinny. Yeah, so yeah. what, do you have a bad tuxedo? He was like in boxers with like a bathrobe on, had a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rug on too? My niece had a really gorgeous Siberian husky. And one year I threw like a fleece over him and, you know, had it made – to fit him really well, uh-huh. and I cut it so his ears would come out. And I brought him to like a PetSmart or a Petco. There was a there was a costume show, right. and I walked in, and the people were like, "What is he supposed to be?" And I'm like, "If that's not a wolf in sheep's clothing, I don't know what he is." Oh, and he, he ended up winning. But the thing was, <laughs> I had to explain it to people. I was like, "Seriously, didn't you can't dog, tell what that is?" But didn't that dog a little like nuts or something? No, was this was the dog? the other one, the, the really awesome. good looking Siberian. Okay, wow, he huh. was beauty. He was the best looking dog I have ever ever okay. seen. Has he ever seen a UFO or anything? No, no. Okay, but he won a contest. <laughs> okay, wow. So, and the and the guy who won, what what he was dressed up as what? I think it was Uncle Vinny. Oh, that's I right. Okay. Seen that movie, so I don't know if that's right. That's the question. I feel like this year was very scarce for costumes. Okay, here's here's a trivia question for all the us oldsters. Okay. True or false? Joe Pesci and Jimi Hendrix played in the same band. I'd be shocked. They played in the same. It must band. be true. Must it is be true. true. Joey D and the Starlighters that did the Peppermint Twist. They played guitar and like, can you imagine Joe? Joe Pesci, Pesci played guitar. He took Jimi Hendrix's place in the band. Really? That? Joe Pesci is the one who got the Four Seasons together. He got two of them and two of them to meet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's I had another. No idea. Show. That's another show. Okay. Wow. Huh. So, um, so you got the ugly sweater. You had a disaster at the Halloween party. What's next, uh, what's next for Ashley? Oh, man, I don't know. Those are my next, my two upcoming big plans. I'm hoping to kind of rile back up in the crowd over for the Christmas sweater. Mm-hmm. Now, will they have a Christmas party where you were? 
they do have one. They're not doing it until January, though. I what? feel like all my Christmas parties are in January now. Why is that? Does anyone know? The only reason I can... People travel. Yeah, and they want to prioritize their families, not work. What? Okay, yeah, interesting. Uh, Susan K is showing... Is that... Oh, wow. Is that an ugly I sweater? I have a dress I can send you, Ashley. It's perfect. Wow. It's a Christmas tree dress. <laughs> and it makes noise. It and makes... it jingles. <laughs> <laughs> really switch. Send it to Wong Wong. Yeah. Wow, huh? Okay. That's good. He could use it when he jumps out of the cake. There he is. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Earlier segment. Wow, huh? So uh, anyway, speaking of UFOs, um, Club, I did see in the paper the other day that the Earth just uh, got missed getting hit by a uh, asteroid the size of New Jersey or something. Did you see that? Yeah, it's becoming pretty common, Mac. You know, it, it's things that, you know, they're starting to disclose more to us. You know, as I've talked about in previous reports, you know, there's a lot going on out there that is being hidden from us. And uh, so the fact that now that you talk about another report, it's, it's uh, you know, getting commonplace. Mm -hmm. With the asteroids, you mean? So, I mean, eventually, so we've talked about this on the show before. It just seems like they, they talk about them more now. The government pays more attention to them. It makes me think. That if they knew something was coming, this is exactly how they would act. You know what I mean? Everything's a conspiracy these days, right? But, you know, kind of when they... Well, as you know, from my previous reports, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when they you let... Know, uh, they're, they're, they're getting us ready for something. For something, yeah. The whole UFO thing is also pretty weird. Go ahead, please, Club. Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for the Club Report. Well, no, I, you know, looking around, it's been quiet, you know, on the asteroid front. But uh, I've seen a lot of going on with the UFO front, which are now, as we know, UAPs. They're unidentified aerial phenomenon. So the, we no longer can call them UFOs. All right? I, I do. Well, I'm not surprised down there, but, but normally. Old school. You know, people that are well-informed and, and keep up with them, <laughs> they know exactly what, what they are. No, the UAPs is but, very, but, very pretentious. Very very snooty people use that term. Yeah, I, I have to admit, but I like the term myself. So uh, I'm not surprised. But, yeah. Well, but anyways, you know, the, the when you look today at what's going on, I was, the other day they had a thing on uh, CNN that uh, the U.S. Uh, is receiving dozens of UFA reports now a month. Oh, you got to say AUP, UAP. Um, the senior uh, Pentagon official was reporting that uh, they're receiving more reports than ever. For, uh, I think they said they had uh, approximately 800 reports of UAPs uh, as of past April, up from 650 reports in August of 2022. One of the reasons for that is that the government's been putting more resources into that area. As you know, we've talked about this new uh, area of the government. Uh, it's called the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And um, their idea, their whole charge now is to uh, 
receive in the reports from uh, different sources about sightings. And then their job is to go out and try to investigate them. You know, for years that we were told that all the things was sightings were investigated and so on. And it was discovered that that wasn't true, that things pretty much could put aside. And it was just a, you know, just trying to keep people happy. And it was more of a joke. But today, this new organization is um, really active in collecting that. And they've been doing a lot of research. Uh, clearly, they say, you know, the majority of these things are benign objects, such as balloons or drones. But some of the others they're concerned about is that they may be the result of some of America's adversaries trying to spy. And we know about the incident with the balloons. So for some reason, I, I don't know what it is, but these countries that are our adversaries seem to think that it's pretty easy to get over our airspace and, you know, with these kind of basic kind of uh, things like a balloon. Right. But, but anyways... Uh, the, they, the big thing still is, and it, this has been consistent over the years, that most of the sightings and observations come near restricted military airspace. Yep, yep. yep. All right. And has been for years. The reason they're picking it up now is because we've developed some pretty sophisticated sensors and radars around the facilities. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the FAA, you know, we're hearing more and more that they're around the uh, airports, and there's a lot of concern that something's going to happen. There's going to be some kind of accident or, yep. uh, you know, some kind of a, a incident with one of these. A club. But, uh, the, you know, they do an annual report on UAPs, right. and uh, they're really giving it a lot more, uh, you know, credibility than before. Right. Again, they're, they're stating that a small percentage are not identified. You know, they know what a lot of them are. But much more than in the past. Here's, here's um, the question, though, and and yep. we ask this question all the time. So, the guy who was in charge of this government office, which they're trying like crazy, they're always changing the name and kind of, uh, you know, not to leave a big trail behind them. Um, he resigned. He was he was you know kind of a name in the government, the Defense Department, intelligence agencies, and he said. That after being in office like a year or whatever it was, he said UFOs are either two things. They're either our adversaries, as you say, spying on us, or they're not from Earth. Okay, that's fine. And then he resigns, which is really kind of weird. That That's almost like that's what you say your first day on the job, not your last day on the job. But anyway. Yeah, so, well, that's Sean Kirkpatrick was his name. Right. So why and would they have – He didn't resign. They, he didn't just resign. The rumor is now that – he was forced out. Really? Yeah. He huh. didn't go voluntarily. Right. So, so if these were Chinese and, the, and um, you know, the first Tic Tac video, we talk about it all the time, was uh, actually taken in 2004 of these really crazy things that these F-18 pilots saw. So if the Chinese had that kind of technology that could, you know, fly outside the laws of physics back in 2004, why are they flying balloons over the U.S. in, you know, 2022? Yeah, that's that's the thing that is getting everyone concerned now that maybe there is more than just, uh, you know, our adversaries out there spying. But, you know, Kirkpatrick, before he left, he he addressed part of that. And he said one of the things is 
there are always ways to hide in our noise that has concerned him. Mm. All right. And uh, he's worried from a national security perspective. And although he couldn't offer, you know, details about it, he uh, he really raised a lot of suspicions about foreign and involvement. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why they think he's uh, he's no longer in that agency. Wow. But wow. Um, the, the interest in in, U, in UAPs has gone up significantly since uh, you know they've opened that office up because now they're requesting you know uh, information from uh, citizens and right, right. anything they got. But it's becoming. Uh, I think we're getting more and more credibility uh, in the UAP area now. Right. With the government's uh, significant involvement. Right. Uh, in this, particularly the resources that they've been putting into it, money. So, uh, so that's the thing. It's you know, it's hitting. Uh, now, this uh, I got from CNN, but you know, go back five years ago to see articles like this in major reporting media. Right, was uncalled for. Yep. You'd always see them in some odd, yep. all kind of thing. Yes, you know the kind of things like switchy reads. You it's, know, yeah, right, but, fringe but, stuff. But anyways, yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. I mean, I read here there's ABC coming up at reports, NBC. So clearly uh, it's getting a lot more attention from the uh, regular media than uh, mainstream. ever before. It's gone mainstream, you know what I mean? It's it, They've right. gone mainstream yeah. finally. Yeah. Hey, Ashley, ever see a UFO? I'm not sure because sometimes I'm like, is it just a drone going by? Mm -hmm. Go because ahead. I feel like the potential UFOs I've seen, they're just kind of like light in the distance. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily them close enough to like, oh, it's the spear shape or oh, it's the triangle. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We see drones going over the house every once in a while. Do you sure. see them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you near me? Yeah, especially at night, at night in, in there. I think they're taking pictures of the beach or something, you know. It seems like they're doing something, but it's hard to distinguish, you know. Is that a drone or is it, you know, so. I live near an interstate, and we see them all the time. We used to see just the traffic helicopters, mm -hmm. but now a lot of drones. So I don't know if the, you know, the uh, reporting services are using them now. Is part yeah, of I'm the, sure they uh, are. Yeah, 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 a lot cheaper than than a full helicopter and crew. Yeah, right. You know when they when Amazon starts delivering stuff by drones, which is which is you know not that far off in the future, isn't everyone going to have to have like a designated landing spot on their house or whatever? Right, like a little helicopter. Yeah, doesn't isn't that being done now by one of the uh, the pizza outfits? At least they advertise it. Yep. That they'll yes. deliver right to your location. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and they get the first um, uh, drone taxi down in Manhattan is going to start flying, I think, in, in the spring. All right, and they'll bring you from Manhattan to JFK Airport in about 12 minutes. And going the long way is about two hours and 12 Pretty minutes. Pretty shaky, though, if there's no pilot in there. Yeah, there's no pilot. I would not get anything without a pilot. I'm sorry. I, I, barely get, I, I hate airplanes as it is, but to, to get in and just leave it up to a computer – <laughs> Big surprise. The drive itself. Once again, please. So, would you never get the Tesla that uh, drives itself? No way. No, 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 no. I would not. I couldn't stand. 
I couldn't sit there and not have to drive the car, as it turns out, you know. Um, I'd feel better in an airplane if I was in the cockpit, which is kind of strange. I just don't like being in, you know. Out of control? Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> being in steerage, if you know what I mean, you know. Yeah, but they're, they're going to give you uh, something to protect you anyways. You know, everyone's going to wear a uh, parachute, so you'll be all right. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Be you know, like in the ocean, you wear a protective device to float. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, when you get on, they, they'll have a parachute hook up to you, even though you're only going to be, you know, 10,000 feet off the, uh, you know, the ground. But, That's, hey, know. does make any difference. 100 feet, 10,000. It's, it's still a splat. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> speaking about that, splats, why don't, we, uh, why don't we put the graphic up now, Switchy, can just call it a day. Thank you. Really we've had that. enough. Okay, we've had enough. <laughs> Why don't we first stop by thanking One One and Raven for not joining us? How's that? Okay. There you go. <laughs> and just to see just how thanks for abandoning us. How yeah. quickly the train goes off the track. Okay, yeah. all right. We could see something coming. There you go. Okay. But we uh, had fun. We did we have fun. We missed you, but we had fun. We did have fun, right? And we got speeding tickets and everything. It's a whole soap opera, as it turns out. Uh, let me start by thanking the mysterious Ashley G. Thank you. Ashley. Thank you. This was a blast. I'm no. glad I was able to log on, hear you, and enjoy Are a drink gonna... at the same time here. Are you going to hang around the galley? We're on our way. I can hang out for a little bit. Okay. All right. Susan, you want to make the call? Susan is a... Uh, Do you want me to make the call concierge. or should I just have Ashley tell Dave you're on Yeah, tell Dave we'll be down, okay, if you don't mind, Ashley. Right, I get a steak. Call. It's a steak and cheese to go. Uh, Susan, I can see him, so I can just wave him down. Okay, all right. Thank you, thank you very much, Ashley. We'll talk to you soon, Susan K. Thank, thank you. you, really. Thank you very much for everything <laughs> behind the scenes as well. Okay, all right. Oh, absolutely, and okay. hopefully we'll get to talk about that soon. And I'm going to send you an email just, tomorrow. We got a little bit of a movement on the, in the mail today, so I'll let you know. Thank you. Okay. Susan, absolutely. When are Thank you going to come up and visit us? You keep you want to go visit Switch? We feel bad. So Switch is just closer. Oh, I'm sorry, Switch. That sounded awful. It did. Um, I can't take Jan uh, vacation <laughs> until after January. Yes. So Switch is uh, drivable in the weekend. Okay. But I'm coming up, so careful what you wish for. No, it's all and right. And I'll go out. I'm bringing you my Corvette. Maybe you'll work on it. And hey, fix there you it. go. Wow. Huh. Okay. All right. Switchy, get ready. You got to clean up okay, your pop. I, I will. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Bye. For thank you for having me. Right. See you later, Susan. Bye, Club. Uh, uh, thank Bye, you, uh, Switchy. No, I'm sorry. Sweet. Thank you, Club, for joining us. Sorry, got the totem pole backwards. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, really a pleasure to be here tonight. I was kind of okay. concerned with some of the stars missing. That's but okay. I'll tell you, Ashley and Susan, you know, they filled the void. Did they really? Yeah, okay, I oh, agree. absolutely, yeah. Well, why don't we give them a round of applause then that we will really bump up. And... Okay, come on. Okay, I'm glad you calmed down from the event Friday night. He looks good. He looked good at that thing. Yeah, he was. Uh, so did you, as it turns out. Well, you know, I, yeah, I was I told, I was told to wear a suit, so I, I wore a suit. Yeah, right. Well, you looked, you played the part. Well, you know, if you know what I mean. Did he let his hair down? <laughs> there, there isn't a whole lot there, you know. I mean, but what he has, he did let down. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Club. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Switch. We appreciate it. Thank My you, pleasure. Al. Al, hey, thank you. Hey, you know, 
If I wasn't here, how would you get home? I don't know. I drove the clown <laughs> car up here, so I'd have to thumb home, I guess. Uh, so thank you, and I want to thank everyone for uh, listening in. Let's do the plugs real quick. Uh, Homestar Troops. Homestar Troops is a organization that raises funds for uh, wounded veterans, veterans who are wounded in the um, post-9-11 combat. That'd be the Iraqi war, the Afghanistan war. And what they do is that they build homes for uh, people who come back that are um, – uh, you know, maybe missing a limb or whatever, and they uh, make the homes adaptable to them. So there's very few stairs. There's very few um, – there's uh, low counter space, low tables, things like that. And they just make the uh, – make living a little bit easier for them. And then once they build the house, they um, rip up the mortgage, give them the keys. It's their house, and they can just go out and rejoin society and um, not have that um, headache of mortgage hangover, yeah. Head every uh, month, so that's uh, Homestar Truth, Homestar Troops. Ninety percent of your uh, charity dollar goes to them, and uh, please Google them. Uh, see what the, what they're up to. That we had a uh, trivia show on last week. It's kind of um, broadcast around Christmas time uh, for Homestar Troops. Great people. Please Google them. See what they're about. That's it. I just want to remind everyone. Remember, it's kind of crazy these days, but John McCain was not a loser. You have to kind of keep that in mind. And I just wanted to thank everyone out there listening. And until you hear us uh, the next time, this is Mac from the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. And now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show.
Since I've seen her face I pray she's doing fine I still recall Our sad last day How it hurt so bad to see her cry I didn't want to say goodbye Send her my love Memories remain Send her my love Roses never
I'm the only one to blame for this. Somehow it all adds up the same. Soaring on the wings of pride, I flew too high. And like Icarus, I Responsible for blown behavior I lost all contact with my former savior No one locked me out cause I failed to fall up I can't bear to live forever like a loner To be sad when you lack a partner How would I react to a broken heart now? It ain't really true rock and roll unless I'm Hanging on to you when I hold it next time Don't let go the coast Don't let go the coast Don't let go the coast
Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete with some exciting news. Mac has a new book coming out later in January called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Is that a crazy title or what? Well, wait till you read what's inside. Now, Mac and his co-writer, Mark Zapula, wanted everyone to know that radio show fans and everyone else, too, can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. And if you do, you'll get $2 off the list price. That's $2 off the list price of Mac and Mark's new book, How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught. Now, Mac gave me an advanced copy of the book, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos, but with a laugh track. And get this, they both swear it's all true. That's How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught, the new true crime novel for Mac Maloney and Mark Zapola. Order now and get $2 off on Amazon.